rules of exponential innovation that people forget. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is John Nasta, WHO Digital Health Technical Advisor, Google Health Advisory Board Member, Innovation Theorist, and President of Nasta Lab. Welcome, John. Tanya, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's been too long. I think we've known each other. I'm not sure if it's 1 million or 2 million years, but it's been a pretty long time. <laughs> One of those two, I'm sure. And, and you're still doing a lot in the space of innovation and health, um, constantly putting out educational material and helping us push forward in this space. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. You call yourself an innovation theorist. What does an innovation theorist do? Well, I think that the big mistake most innovators um, are doing today particularly in the health tech area, is they have the philosophy, build it and they will come. They have a great idea, but the ability of a marketplace to embrace and buy that particular product or concept is often difficult. So my interest is not only in the development of a really good idea or the development of a really cool product, but how we diffuse that innovation into a, into a concept complicated healthcare system. We see this problem all the time. Physicians know about innovations, but they fail to adopt them. And consumer adoption is the linchpin of business success. I'd, I'd like to discuss your presentation called The 10 Rules of Exponential Innovation That People Forget, starting by defining, expo- exp- define exponential innovation for us. You know what? It's interesting. Maybe I'll, I'll define it the way most people do. And that's sort of like this abstract notion. It's, it's kind of like a commodity. We need to be more innovative. And to me, innovation is less, less an ethereal concept, but more of a strategic idea. So if I told you, Tanya, or if I told a pharmaceutical company for them to be 20% more innovative, we need to really turbocharge our innovation. What do you do? It, it, it makes no sense because innovation is a strategically placed dynamic. For example, should we make the copier machines 20% more faster? Would that solve our innovation goals? Of course not. So the judicious application of key strategies and tactics allow innovation to gain a foothold in a corporate environment. So it's very, very important that we understand that it's not an abstract concept, but a real thing. For me, innovation is actually strategic. Three of your 10 rules really stood out to me. Rule number one is culture squashes innovation. Explain that and the steps that we can take uh, to make innovation a part of our culture. Tanya, have you ever had a telemedicine visit? Exactly. That's, that's exactly the problem that I'll, I'll go to companies, I'll speak all around the world and I'll ask people in the audience. Again, these are people who perceive themselves to be innovationists, disruptors, people who are driving change. And I asked them, how many of those people have used a telemedicine visit, talk to the doctor over the computer? And usually it's about five or 10%. This is, this is the fundamental reality to innovation. It's the people doing it. It's the rank and file who could embrace it or reject it. So when the CEO says, I want to be more innovative, we need to adopt innovative thinking innovative strategies and tactics. It's really the rank and file, the people who are doing the work that have to embrace it. If they're not techno-friendly, if they're not techno-savvy, if they don't embrace technology perhaps in their life, 
then how are they possibly going to bring innovative ideas to the marketplace through their business structure? So for me, it's what happens on the inside of the company. It's that creative vibe that has to exist there. And it's tricky. That's a thing that it's got to be nurtured. It has to be fostered. So on that, explain IQ, EQ, and TQ. Sure. Well, you know, we all want our kids and, and ourselves and our, our spouses and everything to be smart. That's IQ. That's, that's a gimme. A few years ago, we, we began to explore the notion of the emotional quotient. We want our, our relationships to, to be empathic. You know, it's no longer that cognitive wink, but it's that emotional handshake or hug. But what I'm seeing is there's another important quotient that has to be established, and that's TQ or technology quotient. Simply put, our ability to assimilate technology and use it in our lives is an arbiter of success. If you're a kid in school, you're using Google Docs. If you're a brand manager, you're using search engine optimization to drive your brand. If you're a physician, you're using an electronic medical record or a newfangled stethoscope that is new and improved, or you're using nanoparticles to detect cancer earlier and earlier and earlier. So our ability to be successful certainly is cognitive, it's certainly emotional, but technology plays such a big and important part of our lives, we have to embrace it. We can't be Luddites, we can't stick our head in the ground and hope for the best, it's just not gonna work. What is velocity error? Um, I guess the simplest way to describe that is fail fast. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. And if you look at some of the more complicated aspects of innovation, innovation is a, a bit of a curve. Sometimes it fails, sometimes it takes off, but the ability to fail fast may be too soon for an idea to gain traction. And that's tragic. For me, it's not about failing fast, it's about failing smart. And it's very, very different. John, thanks for coming back and shedding some light. You've got, you put your information all over the web. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of different resources. In fact, uh, John Nasta, WHO Digital Health Technical Advisor, Google Health Advisory Board Member and President of Nasta Labs. If somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find uh, all of the media that you put out there and all the uh, advice. How can they do that? Um, LinkedIn is always very good. I, I um, always engage with, with robust conversations there. And Twitter. I'm a big fan. As you know, both you and I are fans of Twitter at J-O-H-N-N-O-S-T-A. So feel free to give me a shout out there and I'm happy to, to engage. Sounds good. Thanks again for coming back, John. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you certainly can. You can go right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.